Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is a crowd podcast. All right, guys, this is part two. So if you haven't heard part one, go back, listen to part one. It might not make sense. If you have, enjoy part two. I'll be remembered predominantly for darts. How do we grow this show? I say, well, what's your problem with him? You've been in the ring before. Do you feel like Eddie has driven your ability to be able to step away a bit more? How do your snooker players feel about that? Don't matter what other people have got on you. It matters about you. Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Two questions, Barry. Mm. Same question almost. What's the most ridiculous thing a fighter has asked for? And what's the most ridiculous thing you've ever asked for? I mean, good decisions, bad decisions, isn't it? But the one that sticks in my mind, I used to part promote the Furies with uh, Jack Trickett in Manchester in the early days. They were lively, let's put it nicely. And he brought his son, Tyson, to see me in Newcastle when I had a show up there. Great big, I mean, great big lump. And I can remember Tyson Fury said, yeah, I'll sign with you, but I want £100,000. I'm like, get out of it. hundred grand. If I had an amateur fight, you haven't done nothing at all. Yeah, you're a big lump, but I've seen big lumps go over just as easy. Tyson referred to it a couple of times. Oh, he had the chance to sign me. It was a long time ago. And trust me, he wasn't worth hundred grand then. But of course, looking back on it, <laughs> it might have been very worthwhile. Story in boxing, it runs, you know, ups and downs and career moves and all that. So even if you miss an opportunity, it doesn't mean to say with us, like Naz. I mean, I started off Naz with Brendan Ingle. He had four fights with me. I knew he was special. And then Brendel just decided to take him to Mickey Duff without saying a word to me, which was okay. It just meant I didn't speak to Brendan Ingle for the rest of his life. Because with me, it's black and white. You're in with me or not in with me. I can't help it. That's just the way I am. And then so he went you to can Warren. be that ruthless in boxing still, oh, yeah. everything that goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You upset me. You upset me properly. I don't talk to you the rest of your life. The most I can give you is my time. When you're special in my eyes, if I'm giving you my time, that means I like you. If I like you, it also follows, I'll do anything I can for you that's legal. If you break my rules, if you're disloyal to me, you walk away. There's a couple of fighters out there now. 
the rest of their life. They can come to me begging to be on a show. They've got no chance. They broke the golden rule. The golden rule is respect. Now, Eddie's, this doesn't apply to Eddie. He has his own set of rules. I'm only speaking for me. Hmm. For me, the passion will never be returned because I haven't got time. I forgive. I don't forget. Yeah, I made that right. Okay, Barry. So all our guests, they have to do the feature, mate. The feature usually is the quiz. Today, we've got our quiz master, Declan, who's come up with a revamped one we've done before. It's a throwback. We know you're a salesman and you're going to blind us with numbers. We've got a new name for this one. It's obviously, for me, it's got to be a penny saved is a penny earned. So we had Dan Aziz on before. Yeah. His was called as easy as one, two, three. I'm going to talk you through a scenario. A figure is going to develop throughout that scenario with a, with a series of maths problems. Whoever can tell me the final figure is the winner. Pressure. Pressure. Calculators are allowed, but we'll see how we no, go, okay? not using calculators. I love it. Okay, are you ready? Despite their recent bromance, things turned sour once again between George Groves and Carl Frotch recently. After a signing session in Derby, the pair had a particularly heated argument about whether or not the earth was flat and eventually came to blows once more. As usual, Coogan Cassius was in the corner of the room, room filming it all, where the footage emerged on social media, it went crazy and there was a clamour for a third fight. Despite having only one shoulder, George Grove said yes. Carl Froch says he'll do it, but only for 10 million quid. I'm going to run you through the financials of this deal. Whoever comes up with the correct answer is the winner. The answer is going to be what George takes home. So the pair agreed to meet once again at Wembley Stadium. They draw another crowd of 80,000 people who spend an average of £100 on a ticket. The fight is broadcast exclusively live in the UK and across the world, so no international broadcast fees here, on the new George Groves Boxing Club pay-per-view platform on YouTube. Amazingly, another 3 million people watch it and pay 10 quid for the pleasure. Frotch is fuming, first of all, for not getting himself a revenue split instead, but he takes his 10 million pound cut. Is that, te- is that 3 million people, Tim? 10 quid each. Is that including VAT or ex- excluding VAT? Excluding VAT. Barry Hearn, who was brought in as lead promoter after his appearance on this show, takes 10% of what's left. However, George's coffers are boosted once again when the merch team at Wembley returned the news that 50% of the crowd at Wembley bought a George Groves Boxing Club hoodie, available on the merch site, by the way, for £50 each, cheaper on the website. So 50% of the crowd at Wembley bought a hoodie for £50 net. 50%. This way gets a bit techy. Wait. 50% of the crowd, yeah. 50 quid okay. on the hoodie. Barry's had got it already. No, no, I haven't. Okay. I'm, I, I'm just going through in my mind. I didn't know it was going to be as long as this. Yeah. So I, try and, John Pen- I should have John had a Pen- little note just to work it away. Hey, listen, there's a couple of steps still Pen- to go as well. Okay, so when you finish, you're going to give us a summary once quick, a quick summary. Absolutely. Yeah? Okay. Hold on, hold on. Right. Pen- he can't lose because he lost to Aziz. He's, he's yeah. Won. Spar Aziz once before, but Aziz beat him on the, on the feature, so they won all now. I then produced my employment contract for co-hosting this show written by the great Neil Sibley. And I find in the small print that I'm actually entitled for 50% of all George's future earnings. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's Neil Sibley, mate. What are you paying Neil for this? Yeah, yeah. He'll, get, he'll get his cut. So what I need there for you is to half your figure because I'm getting the other half. To make matters worse, the Flat Earth Society file a lawsuit against George for disagreeing so vehemently with Froch on IFL TV. And instead of you heading into a lengthy legal battle, you settle out of court and give them three million pounds. Oh, fucking hell. What's the... What's his George's take? What does he get? So you've got about six or seven 
You've got seven items there, I think, altogether. Yeah. So if we go through, we say it's equal terms to fight, the split between... Frotch, Frotch got 10 million flat fee. Flat fee? Yeah. So everything... Yeah, gives that pen. I'll write mine down. Take away 10. Right, okay. So Frotch gets a 10 million walk-away fee. Yeah. Settle out of court. 10.6. The total is 10.6 million, George Groves. Once again, he has outfoxed the Cobra. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a penny saved is a penny earned. So let's talk a bit about Matchroom now. From your point of view, we're talking eight, the eight, late 80s when you started. 82, early 80s, In, 82. Uh, for, for the so, Bruno Bugno, it was 87, was no, it? No, no, but when I sold the snooker chain in 82, oh, by that's then when I, the boxing started. By then I, had a, I owned a third of the snooker chain. So suddenly I get a million and a half quid or something unbelievable. And I thought I was going to retire. So I was just going to play cricket play golf and go fishing but after about six weeks i realized again those things are treats but you need the adrenaline in your life to really get you out of bed in the morning so i thought i'll form a little company we called it matchroom because steve davis used to play money matches for me in the matchroom at romford and i would bring down alex higgins and ray reardon and, and i would i gamble so I would back Steve. Steve used to get £25 a night plus a share, plus a bonus. 25 quid. 25 quid a night. So Alex Higgins against Steve yeah, Davis. Yeah, and that was okay because Steve wanted the experience. I knew what to do to make him a champion. Not about making him rich early, about keeping him hungry, about putting him, giving him the experience, about getting rid of the nerve ends, going through those motions when you think, do you know what, all these geezers in Romford, we've probably got 100 grand on you tonight. I know you're only getting 25 quid, but you've got to learn how to realise it don't matter what other people have got on you. It matters about you. And he developed this unbelievable focus. All he was thinking about was his 25 quid, potentially a bonus out of the winnings, always had an Indian or a Chinese afterwards, and he didn't have to pay. So he was soaking up the blood of all these great professionals. And that's what made him, or helped to make him, the player he became. The £100 company was Matchroom Sport. Funny enough, 60% me, 20% Eddie, who was three, I think. 20% Katie, who was five. So he was already in the, in the mix, Eddie. He already had his game I'm face on. He already, he the, only important, up. the only important thing to me has always been, because we were brought up like that, it was all family, George. Every Sunday we would go around, see my grandparents. Every Sunday. If we're in the country, there's no excuses. So if you take 82, start of Matchroom, basically made a load of money, bought a load of things, bought number three, Grosvenor Street in the West End on the corner of Old Bond Street and Grosvenor Street. Bought a big forest in Scotland, opposite the Mullockin Tyre. Bought this place, so I spent all the money. And over the 80s, I sold all those places, apart from this place, because I was doing my conkers. Built up my fruit machine, but I ran most of the East End on fruit machines with Freddie King and things like that. Um, that was a decent business, sold that in 88. And then it was just waiting for the cavalry to come over the hill which was the TV companies that I knew would be coming. But they did arrive in 1990. And from 1990 to the current day, we've been through innumerable numbers of sports, some of which have been super successful. The non-successful ones are companies that we no longer remember or discuss. And these sports that no one ever discusses anymore. Well, they, you know, it's just life. You know, you haven't come up to expectations. So it's black and white decision. But people, you know, they're, they're, they're the, the quality we like. And actually, when I, I, although I did quite well out of boxing as well, I'll be remembered predominantly for darts because that's the most phenomenal business I've ever seen in my whole life. And, ordin and I love it because ordinary people are changing their life. Not like premiership footballs, but top darts players are earning millions a year now, two or three million a year. They're going on to their in their 50s or, you know, and the kids are all piling in and taking the bar to another level. And I love it. So I, I feel very comfortable in those surrounds, you know. And the fact that he makes a lot of money as well is a bonus, but it's not the reason I started it. 
I like level playing fields. I, le I like equal opportunity. And I like ability being the only criteria. Other than that, if you can deliver that, I will show you how to maximize your commercial assets because I'm good at that, but I'm not good at anything else, unfortunately. Probably I'd rather prefer to be George Groves than Barry Hearn because I would have tasted something that most normal people don't taste. You mentioned Eddie then so involved as a three-year-old yeah. in terms of percentage. His first fight is the, was the Harrison Hay when he really took the lead. That's, that's right, isn't it? No, no. His first fight was Bruno Bugner. When he was 87, he was about seven. Then he started going around. He always gets upset with me, Eddie, because I call him a project. He goes, Dad. I'm your son. And I'll go, yeah, I know, but you're really a project. Because I want to make, I'm so fastidious about leaving a legacy, I've created him and he sounds like me. And oh, he's a good looking boy and he's probably a better operator. But as far as I'm concerned, when I'm not here, I'm here, if you know what I mean. He nicks all my best quotes anyway. All these clever quotes everyone bought, because I didn't have social media when I started. Now, all the lines he comes out with, they're all mine. None of them, <laughs> none of them are original. You know, I'm the only person that quotes Voltaire at press conferences. He bloody did it the other day. He, I said, you're just stealing things. I stole some things off Don King and people like that, you know, because they're good. Don King was the, the master of getting things wrong. And, you know, but at the same time, the master at selling things. But what people didn't see about Don King was he worked 24 hours a day. He was a grafter off the street. Same as us. We don't stop. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. We are available to everything. And it drives everybody around us mad. Say, so, look, that's how it works out. Is Eddie Hearn still your project? And does he then still, He's my does sense. he still He's phone home and yeah. say, yeah. Barry, what do I do about this? Dad, what do I do about that? No, he, but he phones home and says, this is what's happening. He's way surpassed anything I thought he'd be capable of. This is a kid I sent him to private school. He had no chance, did he? He become just those normal, you know, trappy private school kids that have got too much money, which is why the old story, I took him down the gym when he was 16 and we had a proper fight. Him and me, I was 47. He dropped me twice in the second round, but it was proper because I wanted to know what I got. I didn't want to come through all what I've come through and have someone who's going to be like, you know, go and get a Ferrari and a cocaine habit, you know, because you've been brought up too soft. I hit him with a real good shot, George. You'd have been, you know, and he didn't go down. So I thought I could have trouble here because he hit me with body. <laughs> I mean, hitting an old man with body shots is almost like cheating. Yeah, isn't it? I don't mind being hit in the face too much, you know, because it doesn't really hurt as much, but the, I find the body shots really hurt much more. <laughs> anyway, But we're very close, you see. We can do that and we had a laugh. And on the way home, I said to you, I'm really proud of you, son. Now live your life like you've done that. And now he has moved ahead of me miles on, on social media and cultural stuff. And he's a really good asset to have, which is why he's the biggest shareholder in the group now. And he's doing really, really well. He deserves to because it, same as boxing, this game takes over your life. He has no, you know, I mean, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't see his kids and his wife as much as he should do. But nor did I. I never saw him growing up so much, really. I made up for it later on. But in life, there's three stages in life if you want to be successful. You have to be selfish to the extent of hurting everybody. So you don't, you're not a good father, you're not a good husband, whatever. You pay a price. Number two is when you've gone past that and you've got a few, you know, you're just beginning to get yourself established. You can afford to be a good husband and a good father. And number three is if you get past that, which is I think where I am at now is I can afford to perhaps remember where I came from, to do things in specific areas that are business related where a way of saying thank you. Because at the end, the building the empire is just monetary. You know, the legacy goes on forever. So if you can create things, which we've done through the Matram Foundation, which is now expanding rapidly, because I'm not giving those bastards 40% of my money when I die. I'd rather give it away because the game's over then, isn't it? And when the game's over, you go home, you get the pipe out. 
You put the slippers on and you turn the telly on, don't you? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you feel like Eddie and the project of Eddie and his success has driven your ability to be able to step away a bit more? Because you're, you're happy to not have that adrenaline, that competition in your everyday life now because yeah, of that. Yeah, but unfortunately, I'm not very good at stepping away, which I'm finding, <laughs> which is very difficult. Everyone, my wife especially is going mental, saying, yeah, you still go to work. And I said to her last night, she said, what you got tomorrow? And I said, well, I'm seeing this guy and this guy. I said, and George Groves is coming. She quite likes you, my wife. I don't know why. Oh, George is such a nice boy and he keeps getting beat. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to retire. It's not easy. I need projects. So well, quite recently, we have, we, we've announced this launch into controlling nine ball pool, which is the USA, you know, American pool, controlling it globally. So I've got 46 events next year. It's an entirely new business that's played by everybody, but actually doesn't make anybody any money. No prize money, no. So we're changing all of that. I can get into that. How do snooker players feel about that? Is that like, uh, is that players. disrespectful? Yeah, They're yeah. like, this is no. shit, Barry. This is, no, this is not real sport. It's like, what would the boxing equivalent be? Yeah, well, if, you know, if you're know, if you a boxing promoter, but you're going to do... I'm going to be a wrestler. It's like everything else. When a business really matures, there's only so much you can do, George. And you've got to be, you've got to know Western, if there's not another level, it's tough. So you've got to put management in place. The key to any business is management. You know, it doesn't matter what you're selling. If you haven't got the right management, you're wasting your time. I've been really blessed to be successful in attracting key management. People that have been here since they were 16 years old, say, making cups of tea. But I've seen a little sparkle in them. Perhaps we put a bit of attention to them and they've risen to the challenge. So Frank Smith's a good example on boxing. You know, kid joined us at 15, 16. And it, he's grown into just an enormous glow. You know, if Eddie wasn't here, Frank Smith would step in his shoes. That's the type of management. For me, on the snooker, Steve Dawson's been with me for 35 years. When I decided to step down, and said, you're, you're the next chairman, off you do. You learn at the feet of the master. Now add your own little bit of magic dust, go forward. But you need to start from that right first sustainable business. 
Eddie the same. There's certain values that he has to have. And it's difficult sometimes to be as honest as you have to be. It's difficult to be in, to have the integrity to make sure the rules are followed. You can now add your own bit of stardust and he's taken it. Without Eddie and without Anthony Joshua, I would just nail those two in particular, irrespective of present company. Boxing would not be where it is today because we stimulated competition amongst broadcasters to come in at a level where fighters can really make some serious money. You know, and I'm not talking necessarily just about the top line. The middle grade fighters that used to get 10 grand, 15 grand a fight are now getting 40s and 50s, you know? Now that's a quantum leap because normally it's just the top end talent makes it, but it has gone filtered down in the same way that Tiger Woods did something for golf or, but it's, it's come from the lead. So the management is essential. The most important is always incentivize people. If you incentivize them, I mean, I love the boxing model that Eddie's got now, which we started to some extent, you and I, oh, you, we, we're frotchies that you own the show. The second fight, which was a big fight, and I forget how much they all made, but it was in the millions each, you know. In the past, there's always been, in going back over the years, go back to men Dozer, you know, if you want to go back historically in boxing, the promoters always ended up with more money than the boxers most of the time. Trust me. Now the new world come in and, and George and Froch were missionaries of that new world. So you take the fight and you get someone like us. Now, for years, a boxer would never, ever believe anything a promoter says. So if in the old days, if I promote you, I go, George, I've done 20 grand last night. You go, oh, sorry, Bell. Don't believe you. Now this new system is, George, I'm working for you. This has never happened before. And what we'll do is you see every bit of paper. You see every contract. You see every ticket reconciliation. You see everything. You get X percent of that. And in Froch's case, and the opponent, both the same deal. Whatever the percentage is, it's based on the same figures. And we take 10%, 15%, 20%, whatever it was. I can't remember now. The fighter knows what he, if, if we're as good as we say we are, which we are, and I think most fighters know that. We can't, no one can be promoted better than Matchroom will promote a boxer. If you forget it, forget all these blokes around now, not in the same street. So we maximize, so we know we're good. So now it's about what are you really worth? And the great British public will tell you what you're really worth because the pay per view numbers will be audited, the ticket sales will be controlled. So when he fought Froch, and he was, he was no trouble to him, great big folder like that is delivered to you and to Froch. These are the accounts of your show. Win or lose, don't make no difference. The result is that that doesn't affect anything. Please check these figures, take independent advice where you feel applicable and come back to us if you've got any queries. And as soon as you're prepared to say, I'm happy with that, you sign the bottom sheet and within 24 hours, you get a check. I sent it to George, I think about maybe 10 days later. George sent it on to his accountants. Accounts came back to you. They asked a few questions. They got their answers they were happy with. You got paid. Sent the same folder to Froch about three weeks later. So Froch, yeah, it's coming back. He never sent his to his accountants because he didn't want a bill from the accountants. I said, you're happy. Look, as long as you, you know, I'm not paying you till you're happy, but at least it's completely transparent. And he went, who is Carlos something or other? And I went, I have no idea. He said, well, he was on the show. Yeah, I think he was, a, wasn't he that geezer from Argentinian? It was an eight round fight, so against somebody. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, what's your problem with him? He said, 14 pounds and 10 pence cleaning. He'd been through every single invoice on his own. And he'd found on this one blow, he's an undercard fire. He'd had some dry cleaning in his hotel, which strictly speaking, you can't do. You're supposed to pay that yourself. But I said, Carl, I'm about to send you a check for about eight million or whatever. This is 14 pound 10p. He said, I know, but it's not right, is it? 
He shouldn't have his dry cleaning plate. And I thought to myself, good Lord, he will never be a poor person. And what you did with Frotstein, although you may not have known, it was creating your own piece of boxing history from a commercial sense. Mm. So we, and, and it educates the fighters because so many fighters go, oh, this is a massive fight. Is it? Why? I mean, we had it quite recently with a couple of fighters. This is a massive fight. Who says? My mate. Oh, right. Your mate says it's a massive fight. What, is he a promoter or a TV executive? No, no, no. He works on the petrol station down the road, but he told me yesterday, this is a massive fight. I said, oh, good. I'm really going to listen to people like that. But you do get that because you want to believe that you're bigger than you're bigger. The actual truth is, if you own the show, it's totally transparent. And then you find out what your real worth is. And in some cases, like Nazim Hamid and uh, Ricky Hatton, who are under contract to a promoter, under standard contract, you get, you know, purses or whatever, they wanted to be you. They wanted to own their own show. And when they did it, that's when they made the real money. Yeah, well, you, you're confident the matchroom generate the most amount of money. So you'll be confident in giving them a, yeah, of course. A, a split. But also the fighters will be confident that if you're on this particular platform, then you might, you're going to sell more pay-per-views than you will on this TV network. Yeah, I think that's the case. Tickets. I mean, obviously, you know, we look at Sky, you say Sky have got a much bigger reach than, say, DAZN in the UK. DAZN got a much bigger budget for boxing. So Sky will tell you, I want no, you're better off on Sky because of the profile. The advantage Eddie's got, he's not domestic advantage, he's got the global advantage where you're in Mexico because he has units and people all around. And Eddie's version of boxing is only, it's early doors. He may be the biggest boxer, well, it probably is, but it doesn't really matter whether he's the biggest boxer in the UK. It's a tiny market. We're talking about the world. And Eddie will become the same version as UFC in terms of boxing, that he'll have a global reach. And we'll go with the zone, I'm sure. But irrespective, that's where we're going. We can afford to do it ourselves. We don't have to be uh, any broadcasters beck and call that value a fight the way they value it. We work with people to grow. And, and the zone, I think, have been great for us because they've given us that access to a global market. So you can't do a revenue split on, on when it's the zone. Unless, we well, now you can if they're doing pay-per-views. No, no, but even without pay-per-view, they allocate a certain amount of money to the show. So you say, well, there's your TV revenue from there. There's that. But to get to that level, you've got to be a really big name, George. You don't just do it to either a six rounder or an eight rounder or even a, a small type. show yeah but so to you've got be, be a, headlining yeah to be yeah but not just headlining you've got to be it take you the equivalent of Frotch versus Groves you've got to be that level you've got to be AJ AJ owns the show but sometimes Chisora no sorry not Chisora yeah well definitely Chisora Dylan White they don't own the show they'd, they'd rather have a flat fee probably because they, they don't want to take the chance of when you evaluate it sometimes the evaluation is less than the guarantee fee, you know? That, I mean, that was, just, that was what my first contract was with, with Haymaker back in 2008. That only kicked in once you got to main event and you would assume that main event you'd be on the A side. But even if that was a York, at the time, that would have, you'd been lucky to get Sky and a York call show. So you're not talking about millions where it's the no, pay no. I mean, it makes a lot more no, sense to do it Look, pay-per-view is that, but there's different models developing of pay-per-view where, you know, for example, DAZN, instead of doing pay-per-view, if you're a monthly subscriber, I mean, pay-per-view on uh, Garcia, Javante Davis was pay-per-view in the States, but part of your subscription in the UK. So there's a different platform when you're looking at it as a world, because we're not going to an audience of 60 million people. We're going to an audience of 8 billion. And the same model that UFC are using and the same model WWE are using, but you have to have the stature, the size and the resource to be able to embark on that type of journey. Because boxing is not cheap for someone to come in as a promoter. You know, you've got to get the talent. Inevitably, you've got to buy talent because you 
need to make a name for yourself. I mean, I've seen it with Boxer on Sky. I mean, they're seen me all right, but I'm sure they'll look back in a couple of years and go, how much did I pay for that? But we've all done it in a way. I mean, I got uh, Zuma Nelson to come to England to fight Jim McDonnell, and I paid through the nose for it, and Jim got beat. But it was one of the great fights, and, you know, it was. if you want to be a big player, you've got to play big. And it's not a game for little boys because you will get hurt in it, financially badly hurt, and some people make mistakes that they pay for. And the wily old foxes, they don't really get caught out as much as the youngsters, you know. So even Warren, who's been a competitor for years, he knows his business. Yeah. He's not a bug, you know. He's not. Yeah, I mean, course. he's been there and bought a T-shirt. So you have to respect that. You know? Talking of um, big players, Barry, we've had a number of promoters on this podcast and we always ask, how do we grow this show? What advice would you give us to make this the best it's podcast easy. in the world? Well, I mean, only, it already is the best, but the biggest well, one. It doesn't make a difference. You know, everything is just limited by your own imagination, isn't it? Well, there's no limits where you can go, you can't say you're the biggest, best. You don't even want to say that. You just want to say we're growing. And by growing, all you have to do is take, I think it's number six out of my book, is never be a secret. So it's promotion. He's quite good at self-promotion. You get yourself out, you tell the story, you shout it from the rooftops. If it's not true or if it's true, it don't make as long, as long just don't ignore me. Give me a chance listen evaluate where your friends are on social media people that will help you if you can acquire an extra thousand every day or every week or every month if you do it for 100 years you have a lot of people you just graft every single day and you take what the good lord gives you yes right, thank you very number six you got one more bit of housekeeping George, yeah we missed forgot it to do yeah, yeah. obviously barry you're a promoter you're a promoter you're a salesman you're a mathematician you've also you've been in the ring before we know you've dreamt about getting a taste you want to you've confessed that you want to be me which is the most humbling thing we've had on this club so far so we need to know when you are ring where would you ring walk first what would be your destination i already know i know these things i've I've dreamed about it honestly my dreams are, I'm unbeaten in my dreams George first off I'm highly sponsored because I know I'm going to get killed if I actually do this I'm going to make sure I get extremely well paid for this commercially there won't be anyone in the world that doesn't know this is happening I will make it absolutely carte blanche official that you have to promote this every day through all the sports I do every time you mention the world snooker championships world pool championships so obviously we're going to have pyrotechnics we're going to have all that but then we're going to have Carly Simon. Nobody does it better. Very, What's very the venue, good. though? Because of the amount of money we're Crucible. spending in... No, no, we're, we're spending money, so much money on space exploration. I was thinking of doing it on Mars, but then someone said there was no atmosphere there, so that's Wee. no good. It's not uh, like one of your shows, Barry. No, well, that's a traditional <laughs> joke from, a, from some sort of cracker. Do you know one of the things I really admire about my company and the management? When, when COVID broke out, around 800 event days a year to promote globally across various sports... And suddenly, it's amazing. You're faced with, I've got none. Suddenly, we're locked into COVID and the business I built up for 40 years, built up to a position of probably the biggest sports promotion company in the world, I think, by none. Suddenly, someone was taking that all away from me. And I sat down, you know, and you do, oh, it's a kick in the nuts, you know. You're, you're taking a knee if you give it a boxing thing, you know, you're, you're trying to get your head clear. So I got all these people together, all my senior management said, what, well, this is now you earn your money. Ideas, please. And it was amazing. And, you know, the darts people come up and said, we can actually get a darts player in his own kitchen playing darts on his iPhone and we can bring that in and we can get all around the world and we can sell that. We can make that into it. I mean, the quality is not great, but there's no TV programs because of COVID. And we sold it and we had a fortune because they didn't have anything else. And then the snooker boys said, look, you know, we don't really need a crowd to play snooker. We can buy behind closed doors. We get exemption from the government. Do, do, do. What? 
do it. We produced more snooker events during COVID than we did outside of COVID. Just there was no crowd. And then Eddie came in and went, I think we should do boxing in our back garden. Now I'm on overdose of creativity. I went, well, do you know what that's going to cost? I've done the numbers, Dad. Runs out about 1.2 million. Convert the garden, put up this, do this, do that. Can you make money out of that? He said, I can make money out of that. And we did a pay-per-view show from our back garden. So cut a long story short, we lost a little bit of our profit during COVID. I think we were 20% down first year, 15% down the second year. And then we went 130% up for the year after. If I can get through COVID, we can get through anything we want to do. And who knows what the future is? There's no rules about it. But if you've got that underlying fun factor or adrenaline factor, it don't matter, does it, really? You might lose the financial game and you might win the emotional game. Who knows? Brilliant. That's thanks, so Barry. Really, really no, a pleasure, good. Pleasure, George. Good to talk to you, mate. And thanks for taking the time. Come and see an old man. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. How about that then, Deck? Oh, Barry Hearn is in the club and I'm feeling inspired. Where's Steve Davis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he said it was luck and I didn't believe him <laughs> at all. But hey, that's Andy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's Andy. He, he is one of the most positive people you'll ever speak to. And you know what? We're, what's said about humans is we have a reptilian brain with a negative bias. Maybe he's got a reptilian brain, but I don't feel he's, his brain's got a negative bias. I think he might be blessed with a positive one. And that's what he just managed you've to You've lost be. me. I'd, yeah, forget it. Yeah, you've lost me. <laughs> Point is that he's a positive fella. He's a positive happy yeah. guy, yeah. Uh, and that, that seems like the that been the key to his success over many years across multiple sports. And what a treat to be able to get sit down with him. And he told us the most valuable thing to him is his time. Mm. And he gave us time. He gave us, he gave us his time, which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I would have liked his Rolex as well, but time's fine for a start. <laughs> Uh, he would like your charger. Your, uh, <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Your laptop charger. Yeah, Barry, if you're out there. It's yeah. a really annoying thing to lose, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, can't charge a fucking laptop. You can't charge a laptop, no. Yeah, luckily, I don't know how to write my own name. Yeah, you so. You're doing it. You're Just, sending, like, you're writing articles now on your little iPhone. Yeah, typewriter. <laughs> a typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> Carrier pigeon. <laughs> Bing. Yes. Yeah, I'm sending up smoke signals. Um, Here's an exclusive. Go on. And I forgot to share it with Anthony Gogo. That is my wrestling move, the typewriter. Go on. I do it to the kids all the time. So when I get annoying, you sit on their chest. Obviously, I've got a bit of weight advantage. Down a bit. I'm sitting, right, I'm sitting on the sitting on the their belly. Yeah. Got legs pinned. Yeah. Uh, got their arms pinned. Then what you do is you get your index fingers. You start poking them in the chest. Oh in no! In the pectorals. Nobody likes that. They can't that. do nothing. No. They're pinned. The da, 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 da. And then when you when you finish your line, slap across the face. <laughs> Bing! Yeah. Boop. Boop. Type right You know what's amazing? No, but you think you invented that. Do you know who really invented that? Your dad? Barry Hearn. Oh, Barry Barry did it on Eddie. To become an elite club member now, you have to, if you have a child, you have to perform the typewriter on them. What you won't find on your typewriter, though, is the button that you need to push to follow us in your podcast app. Yeah, you can't follow on a typewriter. You are not an elite club member if you've only got a typewriter exclusively. Yeah, and also reach us on our socials as well. GG Boxing Club on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok if you want to tell us anything send us anything voice notes all of that stuff Spotify our playlist The Ringwalk which is ever growing including Barry Hearn's entry and also if you hate ads or if you just like can't be asked with these ads anymore listen on Amazon Music ad yes. free baby Deck, we are back Wednesday who are we with? One of the best episodes so far is with Marnie Swindles. It's our first ever Apprentice winner, obviously. I mean, who else we got to get who's an Apprentice winner? But Marnie's not just an Apprentice person, died in the wall boxing head. And mm. I can't wait to hear about her bo- her boxing journey, which took her all the way to The Apprentice and to right now. I'm looking forward to getting her in next week. It's going to be great. I can't wait, George. I'll see you there. 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.